To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with a super cool woman who is disrupting the art world. We are going to hear all about how Kendall Warson has done this. She is the CEO and co-founder of Coheart, and that is a social marketplace connecting artists and the next generation of collectors. She started out working for a really cool company called Wonder Spaces. If you have ever seen those places where you can go and you can see art that is, you know, classic art that is filling up an entire room and it's moving around you and you are kind of immersed with it. That is what Kendall did. And so now she has evolved, has her own company and is helping artists and purchasers come together and have a whole new experience with the art world. So welcome to the show. And you know, I didn't even mention that you come from a fashion, you've done amazing things. You come from a fashion background, working for Marc Jacobs, Diane von Furstenberg, but t- talk to us a little bit more about, I mentioned the word disruptor, talk to us a little bit about how that's evolved and how you came to realize we need to change this whole way of purchasing art. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me here today, Joy. It's awesome. Um, so as you mentioned, you know, I was at Wonder Spaces. I had never worked in the art world before. All of a sudden I'm tasked with going out into the art world and finding artists convincing them to let us license their work, curating these shows. You know, we're getting hundreds of thousands of people coming to experience their work. It's a huge success. Uh, And immediately I started to see what an artist's day-to-day life looks like. You know, not only are they making their art, but they're managing a business. They are basically SMBs. Uh, You know, about 84% of artists don't have gallery representation. So their whole day-to-day is very challenging with taxes, invoicing, you know, production, price advising, all of the nitty gritty stuff. That's, you know, not, not the fun part of making art. Um, so the original idea was how do you provide these artists with a one-stop shop that really syncs together these community tools and business tools. Uh, and as we got started, we started talking to a lot of consumers that were buying from these artists and realized that we could also innovate the consumer experience as well. Uh, I, I don't know if you've tried to buy art online, uh, but it's a very challenging experience. You know, it's cold, it's transactional, it's impersonal versus on cohort, the experience that we're building, it's social, it's personalized, it's all tailored to your tastes, your interests. You can meet the artists, you can do commissions, you can showcase your art. Uh, so it's really giving a lot of buyers more confidence to call themselves collectors um, and inviting them in to be insiders into this art ecosystem. Talk to me. I mean, it's it's amazing what you've done. Sounds like you saw a problem and then you just kind of thought, huh, time <laughs> to change this around and bring this more to this modern world. What were some of the challenges that you experienced as you were growing your business? I know it's it's every day is a, a different mountain to climb. Um, but I think the you know, to your point having insider access to a market, but more of an outsider perspective on where the opportunity is, is the foundational piece. Like you need to have some type of insight and feel motivated uh, 
and you know, en enough to believe that you are the person that can solve this and that someone's going to do it right. It, it, unless you step up. Um, so for us, that's made getting over the challenge is much easier. Um, I think the biggest challenge I could call out first is fundraising. Uh, you know, fundraising is hard. It's a chicken and the egg problem where you need traction to get funding and you need funding to get traction. So it's like, where do you, where do you start? Right. And for us, the art world is interesting. You know, there's a, a bias around it. You know, this age old idea that artists aren't business people, but I would almost argue business people don't understand the art world. You know, it's a $68 billion market. Everyone owns art. You know, it's been growing year over year. It's moving online. Uh, next generation consumers are really interested in art. Uh, so getting investors to be excited about our story was, was very challenging off the bat. And the thing that we learned how to do was to show and not tell. So focus on traction, you know, get out there, start to make sales, get users to be excited about your product, showcase that excitement, showcase that, you know, the funding is going to get you to that next milestone to grow bigger, um, to tackle the next opportunity. And I think for us having that, that focus enabled us to, you know, get past that, um, kind of like escape velocity to, to put our heads down and start building as opposed to constantly being worried about funding and whether or not we were going to make it. The funding world, man, that is a tough one, but you got you. So you told me before we, we hit record that you have partnered with an influencer. So talk to us a little bit about that journey. Who's this influencer and how are you positioning yourself with this person to, to grow the brand? Yeah. So, uh, the, the influencer is Paris Hilton, which we're really excited about. Um, we brought on a phenomenal cap table of seed stage investors and, you know, I, anytime someone invites me to a conference, I, I go and I just, I try to show up and we were able to meet, uh, someone that was managing her fund and she's really passionate about investing in female owned businesses and startups, very interested in the creative sector and sort of the future of next generation consumer media. Um, and so for us, you know, the way we're trying to position art discovery is under this umbrella of pop culture, pop culture and, and tastemakers that we might already associate with. Uh, so what we've seen is that, you know, seeing what Paris Hilton collects might be more impactful than seeing what even Larry Gagosian collects, right? And, and that's sort of how we're wired today. So we're really excited to bring on more celebrity partners. You know, you imagine seeing what LeBron James is collecting and, um, or someone in, in, I don't know if like you're in the wine industry and, or if you're into gaming, like all these, these people that you look up to, um, and, and really celebrating their taste, using them as market makers in the ecosystem. Um, it creates a sense of scarcity for consumers. It creates a sense of community. It creates a sense of connection. Uh, and it makes you feel more connected to the art that you're purchasing at the end of the day. It's so interesting. I just interviewed a woman who has a company that, that, um, focuses on influencer mm and brand connection. Mm -hmm. So you've done a number of things. I just want to kind of recap this because as listeners, I want us all to be hearing what Kendall has done, because these are things that we should be thinking about to help us get more creative in how we approach growing our business. So one, you saw a more, a traditional type of business and you turned it upside down, yeah. right? And you, and you thought, okay, how can we do this better? How can we bring this to the modern society? So you did that number one, right? Number two, you thought, okay, well, how can I bring in, how can I, you know, how are we going to market this? Mm -hmm. You had the idea, but how are you going to market this? So then you brought in the next 
new phase of marketing, which is influencer marketing. Found someone who's great, who I would not have ever thought of for your business, but it sounds like it's very much in alignment. Um, but then you can scale it from there and get other types of influencers to bring in other types of buyers. So all of a sudden, you've taken something that may have felt out of range for the for for people who aren't as accustomed to art, right? Mm -hmm. And now it feels more tangible, more and more accessible, because we understand it more because we're seeing it from the eyes of those who we know. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about creating familiarity. Uh, breaking down barriers to accessibility. Um, and, and again, I think art is everywhere. It's just that it's been positioned in the media in a way that it's for a fraction of the population. Um, so how do you structure this broader paradigm shift, bring it into the future? Uh, there's a lot of innovation in that. And I think that's what makes the whole journey really exciting is that we're always questioning our assumptions. We're always talking to users no matter what we think we need to build, it's probably different than what our users need. Uh, so having a strong team and working in collaboration with early adopters that want to see you succeed, that's you know the, the magic formula that gives you an X factor with, with products in particular. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about the users and getting their perspective, right? Because we have all these theories and we think we know it. Yeah. We know the answers, right? And way too often we're wrong or we invest a bunch of money and realize, oh, you know what? My business is going under because I had the wrong assumption. So talk to us about how do you do focus groups? What have you done to tap into that knowledge? You know, I think a, a really big part is starting from a place of humility and, and having honest conversations with people that, that you're targeting and, and making them feel comfortable, you know, in, in a one-to-one -one setting. So, so first asking them about their life, asking them about what do they want to spend more time on that they can't today? What do they want to spend less time on that they, you know, that, that they don't want to do. And then having a pretty rigorous question guide that is the same for a couple different types of people. And from there, you can kind of triangulate into broader themes about what they care about, you know, what, what are the common pain points, needs, opportunities. For us, it was really interesting. We did a discovery sprint with a set of users early on. And we thought that the pain point was buying art, you know, and that white walls were sort of like the, the pain point and, and um, kind of this transactional thing around filling a wall. And then as we went deeper and people started talking more about art and creativity, it just, the conversations went 10 times as long and people started saying, you know, my sister was always the creative one and I had to be the business one, or I sketch sometimes, but I just don't really want to show people or, you know, I, I want to find more creative things to do with my kids, but I don't know where to go. And so then we started to realize that art is really this conduit towards people's creative identities and then helping them discover art through that lens, through that very personal, uh, you know, not transactional, but, but something that's, that's more deeply rooted was what fueled commerce and what fueled sales. Um, so in our first year, we did over a million dollars in sales, no marketing, 80% uh, of the buyers were millennials, people that had really never bought outside of Wayfair or Ikea you know, and, and we're just excited about finding something that spoke to their core values and, and spoke to who they were as individuals. Amazing. I love that. So what would be your number one piece of advice for someone who wants to create an amazingly successful business? Well, if there's one takeaway that you can give to them, what would it be? What I've started to do that I really love uh, and I've seen as pretty crucial to my success and staying focused is writing down every single day. What is my 
quarterly goal, two to three-year goal, and 10-year goal. So I kind of break it down in my head as 80% of my time, I'm going to focus on this you know, month to a quarter long goal. What, what is that, you know, that I need to achieve by the end of October? What does the whole team need to focus on? And that's what I'm spending, again, the majority of my, my time on. I'm not super focused about what's not important right now because it's like, it doesn't matter if I don't get to the next step. And then there's the 15% of my time, which is plotting out the next two to three years, which I actually think is really important because things like culture or your executive leadership skills, your board development, how you're measuring KPIs, all of that can really sneak up on you if you don't, you know, nurture it when you're building the company. Even like, do we have an office? Do we remote? You know, th- those types of questions are really important to have early on. Um, so I always have a goal, you know, for that two to three year mark as well. And then the the ten year goal, that's the fun one. That's like, what does the world look like after I've had my my impact on it? And uh, I write, you know, the, the same goal down for each three category. Uh, sector seven times a day. And I I keep it in a journal with me everywhere I go. And it just gives me peace of mind to stay very focused on now, next, and later, and to feel really inspired about the broader impact that, you know, I want to have on the world. Uh, And I think at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, that's, that's all you can ask for, right? That, That you're on a journey and that you're learning and that you're growing and that you're with yourself along the way and that you're checking in. Uh, So I would recommend that for anyone that's looking to either expand their idea, get something off the ground um, or grow it to the next level. I'm all about goals. You know, Fuel the Fire, we talk about goals all the time. And one of the big things that we say is it's about the path. It's about the journey, right? It's yes, we have our goals. Sometimes we hit them, sometimes we don't, but it's really about the journey and creating the processes and the systems and refining those to help you get there. Um, And so I love what you're talking about, but I love, love, love how you consistently write it out to stay focused. And that is such a psychological um, power tool. Yeah. As, as entrepreneurs, we all know we can be taken in a million directions and yeah. taken off our path so easily, but by writing it down consistently, it's such a powerful tool. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, Kendall, so for all of those artists who are listening in and those who want to buy art, where can they go to find out more about what you have going on? You can head straight to our website, cohart.com and and sign up for our beta. We just launched on Android yesterday. So planning on launching uh, out of beta at the end of the year. And you can join us as an early adopter on iOS or Android give feedback, you know, connect with me and our community manager to get your storefront set up if you're an artist. Um, and there's going to be a lot of exciting updates in the coming months as we can get more influencers on board, launch new features. Uh, so we would love to have you, uh, you know, join us and, and share your thoughts. Thank you so much. I'm excited to see where your company goes because I know it's just going to go so far and disrupt even more. So thank you for being here and sharing your journey and all your fabulous tips with our audience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.